0: 13 and 14, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 and 14, it reads as follows, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I towards the mark, or for, for the goal, for the prize of the upward call have many games that you can play. One particular game uh, where they have the, the big bears, you've got to try to throw a little ring on a bottle, and if it lands on that bottle, you can choose whatever gift you want, and they there watching. I see men also uh, in line over at the basketball role, those who are trying to relive all the old times, they take the shirt off and they shoot, and, 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 and the, Three shots, none of them go in, so you give them another five dollars, and they shoot again, and they miss those, and almost they start shaking it off, and then they give them some more, and then they shoot again, and 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 as they're doing this, one of the things that is the motivating factor, even as they keep on. Giving more money to it as they even try to reinforce themselves and try to let everyone know, see, it ain't me, it's the ball. The ball too big, the gold is small. When you throw the, the ring, you look at the rings so, and well, these rings are not big enough. They fit on that. So you're trying to reinforce yourself because the thing that keeps them going is the prospect or the ability or the possibility of a prize. And in many cases, they're willing to keep on paying and giving and doing because there's still the prize, the prize is still there. I've not reached it yet, but because I know it's still available to me, I'm going to keep on shooting, I'm going to keep on throwing because there is a prize. And I want to encourage you today, you might feel like giving up on Jesus. And you may feel like turning around and saying, you know what, once the use, it doesn't pay off. But let me tell you, just like the man on the midway that keeps on shooting, you've got to remind yourself that once it goes in, I will get the prize. And once the day comes when Jesus returns, I will get the prize. The prize doesn't go away because you Discouraged. The prize doesn't go away because you have adversity. The prize doesn't go away because it takes some time. The prize doesn't go away because you keep having to try and try and try again because you know the prize is there. So Paul says, I don't count myself to nobody. But the one thing I've determined is that I'm not going back. See, he says, forgetting those things which are behind. I already know what it was like being back there. I'm not going back to that. I'm going to press towards the mark because there's a cross. See, you can't allow the enemy to slip in and convince you that, that, oh, you're wasting your time. Certainly, Jesus doesn't pay off. That the world has more to offer you. You have to understand this. The Bible says this. It says, what benefit, what profit? If a man gets the whole world but loses his soul. Anybody here with the whole world? Okay, anybody here with, with, with a third of it? Is anybody here with one millionth of the world? One billionth of it. You know all that this world has off, you just have a little, little chunk of it. And he says, what profit is it if a man got it the whole world? But lost his soul. So watch this. Jesus is offering you soul salvation. So why would you ever turn him back on? Because Paul says, I press towards the month of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So, Pastor, what is the prize? What is the prize? Because, I mean, I hear. So many different stories of what what comes after death. What comes after death? Well, God has given us a glimpse. Turn to Revelation, Revelation twenty one. See, I'm pressing towards the mark. serão. chapter 21, verse number one. Here's what, here's what, what John says. John says, I, and now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no more, see, wait a minute, so wait a second. Because the idea that there is coming an end to the world, has been playing down and played around with so much in Hollywood that we as believers have lost track of what is to come. John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the old was done away with. What do you say? Because before John writes this down, Before John pins this down, Peter, the Apostle Peter, actually describes what will happen. Turn to 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 3. Keep your finger there because we're coming back to Revelation 21. But go over to 2 Peter chapter 3. chapter 3, verse number 2, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 2, he says, but the day of the Jesus Christ, what he promised, he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and I will come again to receive you, that where I am, there you may be also. Why did Jesus say that you need to be where I'm going to be? Because where you are now is going to burn up. So he says, it will be done away. So, John says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the old was gone. The question is this. What is happening in our world? Because as we as as believers who have been brought out of darkness into light, uh, understand enlightenment. if If you didn't know something, We refer to it as when you finally know something, a light came on in my head, right? You were once in darkness. Now you've been brought into light of an understanding of that which is to come, and yet in many cases, we are living as though we are not aware that there's an end coming. Okay, Uh, last night we went to the, (coughs) George wanted to celebrate his birthday at the drive-in, and it was a great time, we had all the children, and, and as I had had about six little boys trying to wrangle them into the bathroom, they all use the bathroom restaurant, a man said, Boy, you got your hands full. And another other guy said, Yeah, you'd have been on one And One guy said, Well, bless your heart. I said, Well, we you know my son, and he's five, and he wanted he, he wanted this, so here we are. I was trying to get all these little guys to use the bathrooms. We go back. As I'm looking at and as the light began to wind down, I noticed that they didn't want, as the end started to come for the night, something changed in them. Because they could see as the movie starts winding down, as the credits start to come, they realize the end is coming. Or the end is near, and unfortunately as we look at the news, we can see the credits in this movie of life that is getting ready to come to an end, and yet we seem to think that there's something left. Verse 2, then John said, then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. See, the born again believers represent the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. And just as you've attended a wedding in your past, there is a great wedding feast that is going to take place in heaven, and that wedding feast will be only by invitation. Oh, see, we understand wedding. You know how it is. You you say RSVP, but you are you have 50 RSVPs and 150 people. But I'm torturing the people of God. There won't be any. Just show ups yeah. At the great wedding feast. You are gonna to have to make sure you have made your reservation to be at the feast. There won't just behave I decide to pop in. No, because you will have to be there by invitation. And how I take the invitation? Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will, let him come. Jesus stands with open arms and says, come unto me all of you who are lame and heavy laden, I will give you Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Man, the woman must first acknowledge their confidence and their assurance that they have been born again. Here's the thing. In John chapter 3, a man by the name of Midian, Came to Jesus by night. The Bible records there in John chapter 3, it says that Nicodemus was a Pharisee. But watch this now. He wasn't just a Pharisee, he was a ruler, a ruler. Meaning that he was a high ranking Pharisee. The Pharisees were the religious. And not only was he one of them, but he was actually a one. And notice he came to Jesus by night because he was afraid of what the others might think of him as he was coming to get things straightened out. And I believe that there may be somebody here you've been playing, you've been going through the motions, you've been looking as though you, you've got it all figured out. You look as though you have a relationship with Christ, but you know in your heart you don't. And Nicodemus realized that he came to Jesus by night, and he says, "Lord." We know that you are a man from God. Because no one can do the things that you are doing. And look at this. I'm not sure what Nicodemus expected. But as soon as he said that, Jesus responded by this. He says, Nicodemus. Unless a man is born of the water of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. they can say, wait a minute, Jesus. Hold oh, on now, because how can an old man be born again? Must he go into the womb of his mother again? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, Marvel well, not that I said, he, he says, What? He says, Unless a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Marvel yeah. well, not that I say to you, Nicodemus, you going again. Because if you signed up for the sanctuary membership role, if you signed up at First Pentecostal membership role, if you signed up at, at First Baptist membership role, if you signed up and walked out, unfortunately here's the thing. We can easily become church. Yeah. Because as human beings, we are creatures of habit. We learn by what we see. We see and we begin to adapt. We can learn, if you were to take a child right now, born in Eskenazi Hospital, take him and move him to Japan and raise him in Japan, he will function and act as though he is Japanese, even though he's African American, from America, raised in Japan. So oftentimes we come and we walk into the building and we see what people do here. How do people function? know church better than anybody. I know you are functioning and you've risen to the top but let me tell you this, you better be born again Nicodemus. Amen. If there's a Nicodemus here, a Nicodemus, a, a nicodemus, whoever you are, marvel will not that I say to you, you must be born. You must be born. See, here's the thing, I'm visual, so it helps me to understand. See, keep it a of mind. Uh, uh, see, this is a problem. Uh, artists <coughs> have to try to really depict what it shall be, but but Paul said, we don't, John said, we don't know what it's going to be. It shall not be revealed until we see him as he is. But here, here's a couple pictures I hope to help you to, to kind of get in mind what it might look like. The says, and then I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, "Behold, the tabernacle of God is with him, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God." Verse 4. And God will wipe away every tear from the eyes. There should be no more death, no sorrow, no crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things will pass away. See, the, the trouble and the heartache that came with this world, when you came into this life, the trouble, the heartache, the crying all night long, he said, all of that will do away with when I do away with her, I will do away with all of the suffering, all of the pain. Look at verse number five. And then he said, he sat on the throne and said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of uh, the fountain, of the water, of life freely to him who thirsts. Verse 7. And he who overcomes, watch this now, he who overcomes, who overcomes, shall inhabit. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. I will be his God. He shall be my son. Verse number eight. Watch this now. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the sexually immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire. Brimstone, which is the second death. When we talk to you about the ways of seeing this death, it speaks of the first and the second death. The first death is that we all must leave this earth. We will all die one day. Here we understand, through the revelation that Jesus gave it to John, that there also is a second death, an eternal death. And which is a separation, an eternal separation from God. And the place prepared is called the lake of fire. Burning, fire, brimstone for eternity. I want you to do this, would you slide up if you would? <clears throat> slide over the to, to, to Revelation 20. Verse 11. I don't have to point up to show up, so hopefully you have a Bible to to bring this up. Look at verse 11. Revelation 21. Then I saw a great white throne, and he who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and the death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then the death, then death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The only way to get in the book of life is being born that. You might be a long standing member here at the Sanctuary. You may be a long standing deacon at, at First Baptist. You may be a, a minister at, at First Pentecostal. However, it doesn't matter who knows your name. If Jesus has not written your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, yes, you will not yes, go in. there is what Paul describes, doctrines of demons. That demons have released doctrines through churches and in churches to teach people that they're on their way to heaven no matter what. And yet, it's not difficult. I'm going to show you something. The Lord has given me right now to share with you. Matthew chapter 7. I want you to see this for yourself. I don't have it to project but if you have it, if you have a Bible, Matthew chapter 7, if you know, don't, would you look over with somebody that you, that's dead? If you see someone that's next to you that needs to see, would you share with Matthew chapter 7, I want to share this with you. I'm praying This message is not an easy message for you. Yes, time right. that you shall be excited about this. this is the kind of that people in church are Here's the truth of the matter. If you stand before Jesus, you won't be able to say that you didn't know because you, you just want to say, you "No, know, July 30th, 2017, there was a little guy, a little fat guy, by the name with a polka-fout shirt on. And you remember that shirt? you do a warning before you went further deep into the deception. I he was trying to share that with you from his heart. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Listen to this very clearly. Now see if somebody else tells you something other than this understand this, this, this is written in that of Jesus was speaking to you. So someone says in other words though there's no other words he's saying it very clearly right here. You don't have to explain nothing. Break it down. You don't have to try to exegete it or isogenic. You don't have to try to add or take anything from it. It's clear. He says this. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many, verse 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And he will declare, he says, and I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I never knew you because your name is not in my book. I look and I don't see your name here and I don't know you. Don't know you. Let me help you with this. Turn. Slide up in verse 13. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few find him. It's time out for going to funerals and people who, who, who are standing in the pulpit and declaring, we'll see him again, he's in heaven. And they don't know any evidence of that person ever truly giving their heart to Jesus. They know they baptized at, 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 at down the 7th Street Church of Christ, they did got get baptized years ago, but they don't know any evidence of them truly knowing Jesus. Uh, Because here's the thing, go to verse number 17, chapter 7, verse 17. So every good tree bears good fruit, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruit you anoint them. You have those that you've already declared they're in heaven, you'll see them again one day. And they've not beared any fruit. That were good. They terrorized those you knew and they terrorized those at work and they were running and doing and never seemed to show a transforming power of God in their lives. Yet you declared and You heard somebody declare because they had a, had a suit on, because they had a collar around their neck. You believed them, but they, didn't, but they were not speaking truth according to the word. That's right. Yeah. Because how in the world that those who are running around, really living reckless and living the life according to uh-huh. their way, there can be individuals in here that said that they prophesied in his name, yeah. Yeah. cast out yeah. devils in his name, yeah. and did wonders in his name, and they don't know him? How is it possible for you to put someone in heaven that didn't even show even that much? Three. Right. Oh, yeah. Marvel not that I say unto you. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again. Okay, Pastor, but I know some people, uh, they lived a long time doing right, and then they they end up kind of of getting getting away from things, and they they, they kind of backstay a little bit, uh, but I just believe they're still in heaven. Ezekiel chapter 18, eternity. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what I believe. It's whether or not the word of God aligns with them and they with it. And please, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I promise you, I'm not. This is not a great career move for a pastor because this doesn't build churches. This doesn't fill up pews. This doesn't do it. But I'm doing it because I love you enough to tell you. I love you enough to say it to you. I love you enough to put it all on the line and say, if, this, if nobody's here, I'll still come. Hey, hey, hey. I believe that God is you. So you say, well, Pastor, if, if, if what you're saying is true, why aren't all other pastors everywhere doing this? Because not everyone has been called. Many are just hirelings. It's a job for them, and therefore they go according to the way that those who employ them want. Salary and all I have that comes from this church. But I believe that God will provide. Even if you stop here, if you I don't anymore, I believe He is the one who called me and He's the one that will keep Verse 4. Verse 4. I'm, I'm going to show you these things real quick. Verse 4. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father was as the soul of the Son is mine. But the soul who sins shall die. Slide down to verse 20. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself. And the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. Watch this now, here's what I want you to see, verse 20. But if a wicked man turns from his sins, which he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the transgression which he has committed shall be remembered against him. Because of the righteousness which he has done, he shall live. Do I have pleasure, verse 23? at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord, and not that he should turn from his ways and live. But when a righteous now, verse 24, but when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity, does according to all of the abominations that the wicked man does, shall he live? All of the righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered because of the unfaithfulness of which he is guilty, the sin which he has committed, because of them he shall die. He says, if you turn from God, he will not remember all that you've done. Just like he doesn't remember when the wicked man turns from his his wickedness and turns his righteousness, God forgets all of his wickedness, he will not remember if you turn your back on God. That's why Paul says, I am pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Keep on pressing that I may lay hold on that which for which Christ Jesus has laid hold upon me. Yes, God. i stop right